we are on episode 17, Benjamin, right? Yeah, I'm assuming episode 17. Sorry, and, yeah, episode uh, 17. Episode 17. And I uh, just wanted to say uh, just a thank you to everyone that's been listening thus far. Um, this has been like a homebrew campaign that we've tried to keep as law-friendly as possible for, I think, the past like two and a half years for a lot of us. Um, well, all of us pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming along with us on this story. And, um, yeah, it, the ending's looking very, very close now. So it's definitely ramping up the stakes. So thank you for listening, and we hope you continue to listen as we continue on. And I'm sure the three of us want to say thank you to Oliver for writing, like, two and a half years' worth of story while we fuck around in his world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. Yes. Mm. So yeah, I'm sure we want to say thank you, but um, not today. Not today. <laughs> maybe maybe at the, the end. end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe at the end. Okay. I don't think right. it has an end. What? I don't think it has an end. No, it, it doesn't have an end. That's it just goes on. Exactly, goes on forever and ever. Like life. Well, it sounds like a thankless task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what have I done? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, jumping into the recap for this session. Sounds session a lot. In the last session, we rejoined the Nine Hells as they battled a sacred statue shortly after arriving in the Feywild on their quest to destroy Asarak's phylactery. They destroyed the statue and the hidden entity inside before pushing on to escort Tani, the satyr from the Feywild, back to her home. They found themselves at the floating village of Lakehaven, where a small demimond of satire, uh, satyrs, fuck's sakes, always that word, resided. They uncovered the presence of intrusive shark cultists within the village. After a death mass suggestion manoeuvre by Fiddle, they gleaned crucial intel, the Flattery's location at the Church of Malar, a challenging 720-mile journey through the perilous Mycelium Meadow, and an unexpected clone of Asarak that also resided there. The party would have to follow the Phalites to reach the Church of Malar, Choosing caution, they camped outside the village, grappling with the dilemma of prioritising the mission against the plight of enslaved satyrs. Uh, read that wrong. <laughs> Choosing caution, Idiot. they camped outside the village, grappling with the dilemma of prioritising their mission against the plight of enslaved satyrs. The party now stands at a crossroads, their choices shaping destinies anew. And that is where we resume our story. As the party has now taken a long rest, they have since levelled up as well since last session. As we rejoin the party. So, okay. So, yes, quite a discussion before we went to bed. But um, are we all agreed that we're going to go save the world and not forget about these people who are very clearly slavers, like slaves? being enslaved we can leave fine but we must come back we must make a promise to come back and save these poor people well we're right here why don't we just do it now let's do it now <laughs> what 
This wasn't the argument we were having. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh my god. I, I don't know what you expected. Why did you open with that speech? God damn it. You say yes, we all agree. <laughs> We're not making your stupid promise. Two answers. Say your yes. guilt. We're, yes, we all, yes, we all agree. We all agreed. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, uh, we didn't, didn't agree to your promise. <laughs> yes, I would like to go back. <laughs> so, we, so we're going back? We? No, <laughs> we're going on. We had this argument. What? We went round and round in circles for like two we, hours last night. We, f we flipped a coin. <laughs> yeah, we flipped a coin. We flipped a coin on it, and we decided we're not going to go back. We're, just, we're not listening to the coin. We all made some very good points. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go back? Last night, I was the only one who wanted to go back. And now you two don't want to go back. Oh, my sides hurt. Are we going back? Oh, I, always, I always wanted to go back. Okay, <laughs> looks like we're going back. Nice. Oh, One's no. out. Weapon's out. Let's go. Well, actually, oh, he doesn't have any of those things prepped. Oh, this wasn't God. the plan. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fine. No, that's just oh god! I'm, I'm sure this situation will resolve itself. I don't think it will. We will have to intervene. We will have to stop evil and stop slavers. We can't leave people as slaves. But fine, the world is ending. We do need to get onto that. So we'll go. We'll save the world, and then we'll come back. Deal. Yes. Okay. Fine. Good. Okay. I will also say that they're not really our people, though, are they? They're not. That is a good point, but not a good point. It's a point. <laughs> but you gotta stop evil wherever you go, right? Oh, yes, but it's supposed to be the good guys. But it's fine. We'll come back and save them. Okay. So <laughs> you are heading forward towards the church, right? Yes. <laughs> heading forwards towards the church. <laughs> Okay. Heading forwards towards the church. Okay, so <clears throat> with the information you gleaned, <clears throat> you have to follow the phalites, which are the, if you remember rightly, the um, glowing orb trees, and there is like um, like trickles of light that goes in between the trees and creates sort of a path um, forwards. So you have to follow that. Uh, it's also a seven hundred and twenty mile trek there. So, 720 spending... miles, oh my god. Yes. Oh, hey god, I'm really sorry, I've got a question. Um, mm -hmm. Did we have a long rest? Yes, you did, yeah. Um, did we also level up? Uh, so, yeah, you should be level 15. Oh. Cool, that's fine. Perfect. Okay. I if I did that, it might have done my health. So... Um, I did do some quick math, because we were doing math earlier, see, um, to to kind of highlight your options, I guess, in terms of travelling to the church, unless there are some other ways that you come up with. Um, I highlighted the two, which are two most general that you you lot have been using. So to do the basic, which would be to walk there, um, because obviously it's unfamiliar terrain and um, there's loads of different fords everywhere. Um, if you remember, there's lots of river streams and stuff in this area. 
and you got to pass through the mycelium meadow as well so you'd be traveling at a slow speed unless there was some other way you could um uh negate the difficult terrain because it will be difficult terrain walking through it will take you two miles per hour which is 18 miles a day which um correlates to 40 days of travel by foot alternatively if you traveled the way that you have been doing a lot of the campaign which is by eagle it will be 60 miles per hour which is 128 miles a day which would equal six days by flight so there's a drastic change there there are also other methods of traveling which you have at your disposal as well it's not going to be six days though i can only cast it only lasts for an hour, so I can land and recast, but I can only cast it a certain number of times. One, so, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can only cast it eight times. And there's uh, eight, eight, eight hours of travel a day. That's what the oh, nice. rule of thumb is. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, I did. But that, that's assuming you've used oh, up all your spell all slots. From yeah, everything over, everything over fourth level. Fourth, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so we could do that. And then just have a long rest for together. That's still a long time. Still have that boat? Um, somewhere in the bag of holding, I think we have a boat. Um, I can't imagine that being much quicker. And yeah. Easier. Um, the alternative is I teleport us. We have a 50 50 shot of. Um, well, no, we have a 25% chance of being on target. Um,. 25% wanna, chance of being off target. Like, I want to do like a boulder skate thing here. Obviously you guys don't understand the reference, but I know people will by the time this goes out. You all go into your minds a faint image of the last time that you all took Fiddle's teleport spell and ended up in a different forest to the one intended. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, how I did this before, I know it's on the DMs thing, but um, Ben, you can roll this for the first time, Ooh. and then if it doesn't work, then I'll roll the next one. Okay. Here. Yeah. We got a 17. That's a mishap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we, want, we want a 74 or above. All right. Is it D100, really? Yeah. Yeah. You went through this so before, we'll... remember, and you end up in Grandalore and you're all moaning like fuck because of it. Because but... we're not going back to places. Going back to places, I can just go there. Like, <laughs> very familiar with a place. There's a 75% chance we make it. Hey, you've all decided on the teleport now. Yeah. Uh, right, so, mishap. So, I'm just trying to find the. Uh, Relating things. Mishap. There we go. 3D10. <clears throat> okay. So, Fiddle, do you want to describe how you do your teleport? I have um, my one hand up, ready to click, and my other hand is open as a palm, sort of down by my waist, outstretched, straight down. And I click, and like this green aura like emanates around us and start spinning, and then as I think it's spinning quick enough, as it spins quicker and quicker and quicker, I then pull up from the ground with my hand that's outstretched. And as I pull up, it's like we all go up in an elevator, like quite quickly, there's a bit of acceleration, and then we like, hit a wall. 
and it'll so, like end up back down on the ground. But the energy is still spinning around, so I'm then going to go for a second pull up. Hopefully that. Okay. Work. So as you pull up <laughs> and you all hit the wall and you all take this um, racking force damage that shocks through your bodies, uh, you all take 15 points of force damage. We say that Adonis got 44. I've only got 62 here. You might kill me. <laughs> 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 okay, so that was the first one. It didn't work. Um, you see uh, Fiddle still concentrating on the spell as you all like, felt felt that quite hard and you're looking over like giving uh, evils to Fiddle. Right, next one. So I shall roll on this one. Uh, D100, right? Yep. Okay, the number is... Ooh, 99. Oh, amazing. Perfect. Like, right. Sorry, guys. I'll get it this time. And just zoop under there. <laughs> okay, so that's on target, right? Zoop. Yeah, that's on target. Okay, where are you going to? Because you haven't actually dis- um, said out loud the destination, so. I haven't, no, but, you know, I've got it in my brain. That's where I'm going. <laughs> oh, where? where <laughs> <laughs> it could be anywhere. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you know, it's a place that we need to go to. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded an episode. And what is what <laughs> is the place? What is the place? I need I need we're a going, definitive. We're going to the church where the Asarex uh, thing is. <laughs> this is this is all part of the spell. To, we're going to the location of Asarex Phylactery. Yeah, sorry, two minutes. I just I was not prepped for this. Yeah, so it has a lot. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's all good. This is this is D and D. This is um, DM planning something. Players fucking it up. I love it. Okay, so it's the nine hells go through the teleport and split through reality in a flash of mystical energy. The party of adventurers materialise within the heart of the temple, finding themselves in the shadow of an ancient and eerily magnificent church. A church that's situated on top of a hilltop. You see everything around you is almost dark and decayed. It's not or reminiscent of a Feywild church. It is more dead. It's almost like the ground itself has been decayed and rotted. The architecture itself is both ethereal and menacing, adorned with intricate fawn-like carvings and animal statuettes that seem to depict on the ruined walls you recognise these animals to be beasts of Malar, lining along a pillar of what once was a big hallway. And you see in front of you, at the end of the hallway, in this ruined cathedral, is this ruined green rug leading up to an altar. And on the altar, this dark, necrotic wind almost kind of whirls in a silent wave of death and on the pedestal on this altar you see this almost dull in comparison to the rest of it just this very dull 
very basic, urn-looking, shaped phylactery situated within it. As you all kind of teleport and you gather your surroundings and you look around and you see all of you are fine and you've all made it through and you see the phylactery there with this weird magical energy surrounding it, you start hearing a <coughs> and you all turn round on the spot and you see situated in the corner of this ruined church on the opposite side of the grand hall is this small little workshop that's been situated posted up with all these potions on these racks and all these different apothecary tools all lined up onto a bench and sat on the bench hunched over in this long dark robe this undead looking creature that you recognize to be the one that attacked you at the royal ball you see Asarak is sat on the apothecary bench currently coughing and spluttering as he's currently taking a mound of snow off the bench and just plonking it onto his arm before he turns round and sees you all and you see his dark dead eyes peering at all of you there's no facial expression because there almost is no uh, face left on this dead carcass but if there was an expression for shocked it definitely would be that as he looks around to you he's like <gasps> Interlopers, intruders, you dare come to my resting place. You see he starts getting up from the bench, very gingerly. Doesn't seem to be doing anything too drastic, but is sort of preparing itself. What are you all doing? I'm rolling for initiative, I assume. Remember, it's a simulacrum. Can we dispel it? I'd like to cast. Okay. Um, as you do that, you see Asarak pulls up his fingers and casts Counter Spell. Um, I'd like to cast Counter Spell. Okay. And deciding what levels to be casting these at. Yeah, I've got. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got two fifth level spell slots. We're going to do both a fifth level spell magic and counter spell. Okay, so. Um, well, if you're just casting counter spell, then a spell fails um, as counter spell. Ah, of course, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I cast counter spell at third level. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. Well, maybe, yeah. No, hold on. You could have cast well, a high level counter spell, though. Well, you, you, you didn't know what level you was casting it at, and you were saying fifth yeah, level. Yeah, so, yeah, fifth level. So, That's all good. That's good to know. Okay, okay, so, so his counter spell fails, the spell magic goes through, what are you dispelling? Uh, the simulacrum spell. You counter spell, uh, sorry, you cast the spell magic, you see Asarak lifts off his finger to cast counter spell, you counter spell his, and it goes through, and for a second that shot. <laughs> I'm trying to describe expression to a thing that has no expression. Um, <laughs> it's shocked, Asarak shocked. Um, you cast spell magic. Nothing happens. Now initiative starts. I do it again. Uh, initiative starts. Okay, Gregory. Thirteen. Thirteen. John Claude. 
18. <laughs> right, well, sorry. John Claude, what'd you get on your initiative? 18. 18, fiddle. 21. Essentially, to set the scene, you're on top of a hilltop. Uh, there is a ruined church, and you see the hilltop has almost split off from the main base of it, and it's all kind of um, hanging on its hinges. You see down below, there's all this dark cloud and fog, um, almost poisonous in nature, that seems to surround everywhere. You see the altar with the phylactery there, with this dark necrotic energy warping around, and you see Asterak next to a lab. So. Kicking off with initiative is Fiddle because he rolled the highest. Yeah, eighth level. Just spell magic, please. <laughs> On uh, the simulacrum. Okay. So you're trying it again, are you? Yeah, eighth level. Uh, I'm so glad I don't have spells sometimes. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, That's my first use of an eighth level spell slot. Just double checking something. I'm JC, I shoot arrows. <laughs> pew pew. I'm still here, everyone. <laughs> this is now, and then I'm gonna have to use like my thick six level to. God, this is gonna be crazy. Sorry. It's just that there's so many wording as I'm just making sure I get this like yep. politically Fine, correct, if God. that makes sense. Do you think? Uh, dispel magic. It uh, if you cast it at the level or higher, it just goes through, right? There's not a save or anything like that. No, I don't think so. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check. When you cast a spell using its level of fourth, fourth level or higher, you automatically end the effect on the target if the spell's level is equal to or less than the spell slot. You choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Ben? Yes? You, you go fuck yourself. How <laughs> uh, do you finish this? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, Fucking shit. God, no! I think, it's a really, I think it's a really climactic fight between <laughs> our counter spells. But, you know, I, I launch my first one, he's going to counter spell, and I launch back with another counter spell. And they, like, lock in the middle of the room. As everybody else gets like blown back a little bit and there's just like this beam of energy between the two of us yeah, Harry Potter style essentially so we're just like fighting back and forth and then eventually I throw it over him as he turns to dust and gets thrown away <laughs> so as you launch the spell you know Harry Potter and Voldemort style your um, wands streams are connecting and your willpowers uh, pushes through. You see it hits Asarak and um, as a simulacrum does, uh, dissipates and you see before you, it just turns into snow and falls to the ground in a big pile of snow. And after it's Whoa. over, I'm then stood there as the dust settles was, uh... and I just like fall to my knees and then like, you know, lie down. And I go, oh my God. Is he gone? Come on, fiddle. Only here for Is like he gone? Five seconds. Oh my god. Yes. That took a lot. I thought that took I'm a fresh lot. As I think that might be the most powerful spell I've ever cast. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. Oh, yes. As you. Oh. Didn't have to pop As you kind of crowd around fiddle, 
you all hear um, behind you, around the altar, this swirling necrotic energy that seems to be just swirling around the altar, very visible, very audible. And it's Azarak's twin. Smack, smash Smashed As you now stay stand on top of this hilltop. So did we win? Are we finished? We are finished, yeah. No. This was a clone of the big bad guy. Would have been just as difficult to defeat as the big bad guy. Hmm, good to know. But I have the cheat code. The big bad guy is going to be way harder to defeat, but hopefully easier once we get that thing in there. And I point at the point at the um, what the hell is it called? A phylactery. I point at the I point at the phylactery that's inside the uh, shrouded darkness. Okay, so we just got to get that thing back. Yeah, already then. I um I use mage hand to pull the phylactery away from where it is towards us. I go, get ready with the bag. The bag? What bag? The bag of holding. What, what, ah, put, uh, throw in the phylactery in. As, um, you, uh, take out the mage hand and, um, you start twiddling your fingers and sending the mage hand towards the, uh, phylactery as you get 15, 10 feet, 5 feet towards it and the mage hand um, makes contact with the black shroud around it you see the black shroud reacts violently to it this huge loud noise that washes over you, I need you all to make me a wisdom saving throw please against magic oh no, I have get magical effects now yeah, yeah, it's a magical effect beautiful 25. Wisdom saving saving throw. 22. 22. 15. 15. Uh, Belladonna got a 14. So, JC and Fiddle, you feel this uh, magic wash over you, and for a a second you brace yourself to feel pain, but none comes. And you like look at each other, and you're like, oh, we're good. And you look over at Gregory and Belladonna, and they're both on the floor, unconscious. You get Belladonna, I'll get Gregory. Yep, sounds good. Flask of the Hearth. Yeah, we both pull out our Flask of the Hearth and feed them to them. Okay, so you uh, take out your Flask of the Hearth, um, start kind of trying to shove it down their mouths so they uh, consume it. You step back. Nothing seems to happen. They they don't need healing. Medicine check on Gregory, please. Okay, wrong with medicine check. And that one. I'd like to roll one as well. Okay, you can roll one as well. 15. 15. Uh, so, um, John Claude, uh, to look at, um, you look over who, who you examining, Belladonna, right? Yeah. Yeah, so to look at her, um, her belly's rising and falling. Uh, she seems very much at peace. Um, her body's limp but still warm. Uh, she seems to be in a state of sleeping. Fine. They're dead! No! Oh, we came so far! No! Dead! Both of them, I'm sure. Gregory, definitely. 
Yeah, it looks like they're dead fiddle. I suppose we'll just have to continue without- Why? Oh well. <laughs> Why? And away we go. <laughs> he was such a kind soul underneath all the murder and torture. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, just me and you again. <laughs> suppose we best uh, put him in the put him in the bag. No, wait! His belly's rising up for he's not dead! Yes! <laughs> what do you think's wrong with him? Like a spell? I don't know, that's not my section. I'm a pastry. <laughs> a spell? That does mean it's my job. Okay, so, swapping over to Gregory. Yes. You... Look over at Fiddle as he's putting the mage hand into the flat tree's um, necrotic space, and you feel the shockwave wash over you. And before you can even react, everything goes stark white, and then your vision returns to you. You look around, and you're in a hamlet, a fishing hamlet, and everything's all otherworldly, almost like you're in the ethereal plane. Everything seems more ghostly than usual. You've got all your colour. You've got your uh, your skin tones, your uh, all the colour on your clothing, um, what you're wearing. Everything's still there, but everything else is um, uh, all, all saturation is taken away. It's almost very um, black and white. And you look over and you see in the hamlet this um, woman, half elven in her 40s she seems to be standing on the porch and she's looking out towards a fishing boat that's just come in and you see this kid run out from the fishing hamlet and towards the boat dad 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 you're back and you see the kid embraces the the fisherman that gets off the boat and you see it's a, a human male um in his 40s a long black beard black hair and he's oh oh my boy how are you oh you look strong uh, and he's like oh i missed you dad i missed you so like, i missed you too little asa <laughs> how's mama she okay and you see they look over and they have this look of knowing um this familiarity and they give each other a smile and you see behind the woman the door opens up and these two blue curtains kind of fall down almost like they've uh, like a little puppet show um, falls down and it's beckoning you to come forward come through the blue veil venture forth but before you even have a chance to decide <gasps> you breathe forward once more and you see Fiddle's face um, leaning over towards you looking you directly in the eyes as you sit there contemplating, you hear this this uh, rippling rift open up behind you, and you hear oh no. As um, you see before you, bent down on one knee, and then stands up this human male, shaggy black beard and black curly hair one hand replaced with a claw and furs across him 
Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Oh, I knew these guys. Do I draw the sword out? I thought it might have been Elmer's to teleport in, but... Hello, yeah, brother. This works as well. Oh, listen, Monarch, fuck off, would you? <laughs> uh, 